analysis of Canada's military preparedness finds that we're probably okay if we end up being roped into a war as part of NATO and the invasion of Ukraine, but uh, anything else might be a bit of a stretch. Um, here to explain what's going on in this story, Christian Lebrecht joins us from Royal Military College. Nice to have you. Good morning, John. Okay, I imagine that there's a number of factors that could be in play here. I have to think, if we're not ready for a big mission, is it about personnel, is it about training, or is it about hardware, or is it about all of those? It's about 20 years of benign neglect of the Canadian Armed Forces, where politicians have focused for two decades simply on operations, not understanding that this is an organization that also needs sustainment of equipment and personnel, and also needs generation in particular of, of personnel. And so as a result now, there's so many fires burning at the same time that uh, the Chief of Defence Staff is making it clear that this organization is no longer able to um, to commit and to deliver for the government of Canada on the full array of mandates, the eight mandates that it has under the government of Canada's own uh, defense policy. That is, I think, what the statement means, that Canada would have a serious challenge mounting a major mission, especially if that was an expeditionary operation. So what do we need to do? Uh, we probably need a 15-year plan to reconstitute the force. I mean, we're trying to sort of muddle through and fix things here and there. Uh, but with the state that the Canadian Armed Forces are in, in terms of equipment, uh, the significant understaffing, a shortfall of some 10,000 positions now, uh, that's more than 15% short of authorized troop strength. Uh, we're short on ammunition. Um, we're short on the ability to maintain um, let alone, for instance, fly new kit or, 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 or actually use new kit that the government has bought. Um, and uh, it appears that there's no integrated plan of how to get this organization up and running again. I guess the silver lining is we're not the only ones. The German armed forces just reported today that they only have two days of ammunition if they ended up getting involved in a war. So what kind of, I mean, we're talking about actions. I'm also curious about money, and we've certainly um, never met our NATO goal, I don't think, of 2% of GDP on the military. Is that like a first step? Well, so 2% has always been an aspirational goal. Yeah. Um, inherently, Canada is going to get more out of 2% than, for instance, Latvia spending 2% of its GDP on defense. But this is really comes down to political leadership. It really comes down to government's understanding that the Canadian Armed Forces are probably the country's most important foreign policy instrument. And so by not having armed forces that can deliver for your government in terms of domestic, continental, regional, and international security, it means that Canada's reputation and standing in the world is vastly reduced, and it means that Canada no longer has the opportunity to leverage organizations such as NATO to assert its own national interests, because you're not going to be taken seriously if you don't have capabilities, capacities, um, and commitments uh, with which we're able to back uh, the requests that you're making at those tables. And so it's really the problem is this vastly reduced um, reputation um, uh, of Canada among its allies and among its partners. And of course, that's also not in Canada's interest because it means now uh, we're increasingly uh, isolated uh, in the world because people aren't taking us seriously. Thank you very much. Good to have you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, John.